Next uh, anti-commercialism rant. Um, yeah, if you were here for the pre-show, <laughs> <laughs> where I basically ranted about marketing and commercialism and but valid, valid arguments though, yeah. like valid arguments. It, 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 if you want to catch it, just come to our stream. It is mostly there. I don't know. I think you it. could probably put a lot of that. Just I, I could just not in. edit it out. <laughs> Uh, the longest uh, pre, <laughs> longest pre-episode thing in the middle. I don't know if that would entirely be true. I'm pretty sure we've gone like on like a 50-minute rant, but I never cut it into the episode. Oh yeah, yeah like not on the episode. There've been but... a few that have been longer, but usually because they're really good setups for a a funny joke. That's kind of like unfurled. I'll funny your joke. I like how I left the 21 in on the graphic because it's episode 22. Uh, yes. Do you guys realize we are eight episodes away, seven episodes after this one, to 100 episodes? Really? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, because we started at minus 70 and we're almost to 30. Holy shit. Yeah. Little nuts. (laughs) That's, um, yeah, those are, those are tiny nuts. That's. There's like 200 hours. Yeah. Like we've been going a long time this time. We, We did it good. Yeah. <laughs> Give or take a few rants, 200 hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of these days, I need to just go through and build a filter in Reaper so that I can measure the amount of volume on each person. And just, I want stats. <laughs> right, I already know who's at the top. You need to talk to the, <laughs> you need to talk to the data is beautiful guys. Yeah. Right. But I just want to see who has talked and for how long in the episodes. Tao wins. <laughs> i i mean probably Wait, no, no, no 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 definitely, definitely. <laughs> when, whenever whenever i share this podcast with anybody i know <laughs> or any friends they'll usually say the same thing like no i really liked it that one guy talks a lot <laughs> and that's and that honestly that has been that has been the statement <laughs> like 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 four different people that has been the exact like the exact statement not even really like a a flavor of that statement it's been that fucking statement <laughs> and, and we love you because you have such a great opinion and you're passionate about stuff and that's super I don't important. know if my opinions are great but they're definitely no, no, no. they are passionate. certainly vehement opinions you know, you know what it is it, it's great because you have an opinion you don't just like you don't just necessarily like go oh that sucks and then just roll over and like cry in a gutter you know no. what i mean like you actually like you're passionate about stuff we should pull up some of our old episodes and take a listen to what our our dialogue would be like because i'm sure Ugh. it's basically just us laughing about stupid shit for an hour and a half basically yeah 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 there's I, a reason those episodes I aren't mean, a lot online anymore. We, ha- we haven't changed much well they're also not online because we also said some really stupid shit back then. <laughs> oh my god yeah. yeah that was a long time ago it's um that's what happens when you're young. You do stupid shit. I mean, I still do stupid shit. Well, we all do. I mean, even in we're, adulthood. We're still relatively young. 
right? We're not kids anymore, but that is that is one thing. That's one thing that will never go away. And it's so funny that that like that younger generation like attitude when when we were all really young and we were just like, "Man, I can't wait till I get older to go go to R-rated <laughs> movies and, you know, I could buy alcohol and I could do all this stuff." And the problem is is that that ah, I'll tell you when you're older, attitude never goes away. Like like 70 year olds are saying it to 50 year olds, 90 year olds are saying it to 70 year olds. That whole like that whole like, oh, you're still young. I don't I don't believe a word you're saying. Yeah. That attitude and that ideal is a forever. It doesn't matter yeah. how old, like motherfucking motherfucking elves are looking at humans and being like oh you'll never be my age like you know maybe when you're 2000 I, you'll know a fraction of like, i absolutely <laughs> see it's funny because at once i both absolutely despise the like older generation like oh you just haven't done this long enough like oh you, you know you just don't get it yet you know well yeah wait wait to, wait to till you should wait till you're jaded like I am <laughs> like I I fucking I hate it like wait till you're a crusty old yeah and then uh, at the same time when I see people basically age twenty nine and younger and they have opinions I'm like shut up. <laughs> stop it you don't know what you're talking about yeah see like, it, it, like it's just like, you're just like hey like my opinion matters and then when you get older than like, someone you're like your opinion doesn't matter like, like, like it's the thing it's like i'm like barely 30 and it's like yeah 29 you know no shut up you don't know what you're talking about but like i mean I, not to that extreme obviously but it's like fucking i hear some some of the shit that like 22 year olds are saying nowadays and i'm like bro what the fuck is wrong with you like it's um holy shit yeah sadly i wasn't that stupid when i was fucking 14 what the hell it's a different generation now like it's it's blood like that has regressed to 22 year old 14 year olds Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> like, oh yeah, like no, it's like it's a different, it's a it's a different pot of stew now. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, pot of stew. And it, it's pot funny because like I like I actually do belong to the micro generation Zennials, as you've mentioned before. Yes. Yeah, uh, which are defined by basically growing up both before and after the digital age. So like, I remember. When, not having it and now you remember having it yeah well it's like i remember both you know having to call my friend or bike to his place and be like hey can so and so come out and play yep and i also remember going on msn and being like hey can you come hang out let's play final fantasy kind of thing yep at the, like you know those were both my childhood so it's like at once I both understand and despise the older generation and understand and despise the, the younger, younger generation. generation. <laughs> because you're kind of in this weird like yeah. you're like a weird black like, sheep era. <laughs> oh, it's like it's one of those things where where it's like you know 
hearing about like people who are strapped for cash who who uh go out and they buy the iPhone X. And I'm like, why? Why would you do that? Yeah. You can uh you can get a 6. Yeah. Those are for a fraction of the cost. Th- those are really cheap now. Yeah, what like you always wait like I don't know. Or or better yet, spend a hundred bucks flat out, no contract on a cheap, crappy Android phone. It'll do what you want. And then at the same time, I hear these fucking like, you know, you know, bah humbug fucking old fucks. They're like, <laughs> oh, you know, all these poor people asking for handouts and then they go out and buy smartphones. And I'm like, you know what, bitch? I challenge you, give up your smartphone for three months, three months, and then I will never criticize your bullshit again. Three months. I fucking dare you, you fucking bitch. You'll (laughs) never fucking make it. You will never fucking make it. Three months, three months. Right? That's fucking no time. <laughs> How many months? And you will fucking die. Like, you'll go insane without your smartphone. Yeah, people would just go batshit. Like, and, and these same people are, are, like, criticizing people for wanting a smartphone. I'm like, bitch, you couldn't do it. Like, like what? I, you guys remember when I told that story about Louis C.K., right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, about how, like... About how he was trying to, like, wean himself off of, like, always being on his phone. And he was driving and he kept, like, checking his notifications. And just, like, stupid bullshit. Not even, like, personal personalized texts. Not even, like, hey, what are you picking up for dinner tonight? Like, important stuff, like, on the way home kind of thing. Like, or important stuff, you know what I mean? But, like, he, he was trying to, like, wean himself off. And he was driving around. And he was just, like, forever on his phone, like, glued to it at all times, always, like, checking shit in Facebook. And he's, like, found he was doing it while he was driving, just, like, looking at Facebook feeds that he looked at, you know, a minute ago. Like, and he just, like, stone cold stopped himself. And he would not allow himself to pick up his phone. And he pulled off to the side of the road and started bawling. Yep. And it's because he was just, like, it's... Because he has, because he has human contact at his fingertips at all times, it incites like this is this is my idea anyway that like it incites <clears throat> just a feeling of dread and loneliness in him when yep. he's not using it. Yep. So when he's not using it and he's just not used to like being happy, being alone, and doing his own thing. Like, he needs to know what's going on at all times. Otherwise, he feels like he's being, like, left behind in a weird way. If you want a real good example of just how much smartphones have embedded themselves into the North American life and, assumably, the global life, but I'm, you know, I can't speak for other countries. I don't live there. But at least North American and Western life. You want to see... How much that's happened in fucking no seconds flat? Try calling people you normally text. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's just like <laughs> just try me? it. Yeah. I I find this statement especially ironic coming from you, considering you have flat out told me that you prefer to text than 
phone call. Oh yeah, I I straight yeah. up tell people don't fucking call me. Yeah. Don't don't call me. I've told many people many times not to call me and then they call me anyway and then what happens is I just start not answering. <laughs> <laughs> like that so there's and I I understand where you're coming from cuz I've never been a talk on the phone person. I don't I never liked talking on the phone when it was the only option. I did not enjoy talking nope. on the phone. And I never have. If I'm going to have a conversation with somebody, I'll have it in person. But like the, because the problem with the phone is when you call me, well great. Now I have to fucking drop everything I'm doing and direct yep. all of my attention to this fucking phone call. I can't go anywhere i can't fucking go to the bathroom nothing <laughs> I mean, well you, you can. can it's just rude. it's just really creepy yeah. yeah and that's the thing is a phone call is a it's a monotask right you yep. have to basically focus on it um but texting or messaging you know you can multitask better with and big thing about monotasks these days not not really that big anymore no. Even giving your full attention to one thing nowadays, getting pretty rare. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, yeah. it, like the big thing about it is, like I said, it, it's just now I'm dedicated to this. And it's like, I have shit to do in a day. Like my days are quite busy. I, you know, I work a fucking 12 hour shift. So I already can't talk to you during a 12 hour shift. Yep. Um, I know this pain. So that's 12 totally hours like. out of my day. <laughs> Add in the fact that I have a minimum hour and a half commute a day. So that's 13 and a half hours in my day where I won't be able to talk to the phone, talk on the phone. And then there's a fact that since I haven't been able to do anything else for the whole fucking day, that when I get home, I now have to make food. I now have to eat. I have to go to the bathroom. I have to shower. Mm -hmm. And that's soaking up probably another four, five hours in my day, adding cleaning, maybe that's a, that's six. That's a long-ass long poop. So it's like I have on a work day 16 to 18 hours where I can, I just can't talk on the phone. Yep. And hey, look at that. That is a whole fucking day. Yeah, the rest of it's sleep. The rest of that day is sleep. And then, right, on my days off, you know, well, I just worked for four fucking 12-hour days where I couldn't do anything. So now I have to catch up on all my shit. Sweeping, vacuuming. I'm not vacuuming while I'm fucking talking on the phone, right? You know, it makes fucking, I, like, I'm not cleaning shit up one-handed, right? <laughs> you know, like, I've got, you know, there's you know, social media and shit to catch up on. And, and the other thing is you could get a headset and multitask that way, but. But for the it's rare weird. occurrence. Well, it's, I've, I've talked to my mom on a headset in my house doing other things. The problem is your attention is split. Yeah. Right? yeah you, so you don't hold a good conversation. No. It gets disjointed anyways. Right. That's right? the nice thing about when you're like, if you're gaming and, and talking is you're focused on the game with the occasional commentary. Yeah, but the conversation is supplementary, not the focus. Yeah. Whereas when you're talking to your mom, and it usually revolves around the game. Yeah, but when you're talking to your mom while you're trying to, you know, sweep up, you just don't hold a good conversation, and eventually she just gets mad at you. Yeah. Hell, that was like half the fucking reason I deleted Skype. 
was because people kept people on Skype would be like, "Hey, let me call you," and I'm like, "No," and they're like, "Just let me call you," and I'm like, "No," and then they call and I wouldn't answer, <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm just gonna turn off this. I'm just gonna turn this off now. This is and like, I I like." <laughs> I, I stopped using Skype because it's like, okay, if I'm at my computer, chances are there's like 50 different things I'm doing. Yep. Right? I'm I'm looking, like, right now, I've got like a fucking cockpit with like my three screens, each one, usually when I'm actually involved in my computer, each one subdivided into the two things so i've got fucking six windows open that i'm looking at at the same time going between shit and then i got this fucking person trying to fucking call me and i'm like no i've got like like text me compress (laughs) your thoughts into one statement send it to me then when i have the time i will do the same like so the i will say though that the the phone call is like the last ditch effort in case someone's asleep. Because we've had that situation before where messaging someone consistently has not. Oh, yeah. Is not doing the trick. So even if you don't answer, the call is just like, you know, a wake up call. Like, maybe yeah. this will wake them up. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. And it's like if I'm messaging someone and I really need to get a hold of them, I'll call them. Because it's funny because the phone call really has kind of been relegated to emergencies. At this it, it, point, but but that's really okay because every every other form of communication well, is is not necessarily like it's it's more efficient. Yeah, so. and I mean, like I do, I know people who just they love to talk on the phone. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. They talk on the phone, or they talk on Skype, or they talk on Discord, and it's just like I can't, I can't do yeah. it, man. I I just I can't. Like I don't have the fucking hours in a day. You know, is even then it's like that, or it's like I'm watching a movie, and it's like no, I'm I'm not putting a movie. I don't put fucking like movies on hold for like my close friends, <laughs> let let alone like you know some dude from work who wants to call me, and I'm like no, go away just text me like you're getting in the way of my movies <laughs> well i don't have very much time no, to watch movies it's, anymore when it starts to impede your leisure time yeah you know this is why often when i'm at home and doing something my phone and my watch are just in my bedroom yeah and i don't look at it yep and i get more done that way yep Oh yeah, because otherwise it's just like, oh, I wonder what's going. Oh, I the- oh, okay. Do, do you oh, know? Just it. And th- this is a not not just me problem, but it, it happens a lot. But it, I'm sure, especially if you use Reddit a lot, you'll have had this problem where you'll be reading some stuff and you'll say, okay, that's enough Reddit, and you'll close it. You open up a red a web browser, and the first thing you put into that that search window is Reddit.com. No, you've never done that. I do it all the time, especially I, at work. I never browse Reddit on a computer. Oh, well, ne- okay, never. But yeah, I do. I, I do do the thing though, where I'll be on Reddit and then I'll put my phone down, and then like thirty seconds will pass, and I'll pick up my phone and be like, and, "Ooh, and, what's and, new on Reddit?" And then I'll refresh Reddit again. Yeah, yeah, I've like right. That. that it's the same behavior, right? See that moment, that exact moment when I am that bored. 
that is when it's okay to call me. <laughs> so what we need is a, an indicator on your phone that links to a contact that'll go green anytime you've looked <laughs> at Reddit twice within a minute. Yeah. It should just send all your contacts though, a message saying Tal is bored. Though you have to be careful because that happens a lot when I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> well, hopefully you're not going to answer a phone call in the like, bathroom. Like 80% of the Reddit browsing I do is in the bathroom. You, yeah. you know what? That's that's something that like is a little bit weird. I have a couple of friends that pick up the phone when they're when they're in the bathroom oh, and I'm just I like, do too. I'm just like just tell me you're in Dude. the bathroom and and it's okay. Like I have coworkers. Yeah. Not even direct coworkers. People who work like, in my office, right? We'll start holding loud conversations in different languages stall to stall and oh. i just i'm like no i please stop i can't poop if you're talking <laughs> i can't go if yeah. you're listening no you know what you do in that situation you just let loose yeah just, just as loud and proud as and you it's funny how fast can. conversations die oh yeah when you do something like that that or just make jerk off noises that that shut up the bathroom i was in right quick but then you got him back when your phone went off, so it's all okay. Uh, that was still the greatest story. I, I actually, I still can't believe that fucking happened oh to me. God. And, like, the sequence of events, the fact that me bitching on Twitter gave away the fact that <laughs> I was there. Like, oh. I, just, oh. I just think the best part about it was is that, like, somebody couldn't wait, like, because it was at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Yeah, that somebody couldn't wait, like, the f 10 minutes Till work was done to get home and wank. Like, yeah. Like, it was an utmost wanking emergency <laughs> that it had to happen here and now. It had to happen immediately at 4 fucking 45. And I just had to think, like, are you just, do you just never get laid at home? Or, like, what's going on? Well, just go to the bathroom at home. Yeah, like, go, go have a shower like, when you get home. And then, you know... It's done. I just, I just don't like. It's never like we've all been horny. Everybody's been horny, but there's never been a moment in my life where I'm like, I have to jerk off right now, immediately. <laughs> and like, and like in my in my brain, I have this little thing where it goes, okay. So when you go on vacation and you're surrounded by family for two weeks, I just don't really get excited at all. <laughs> no. Like, or when I go to work, I'm not just, just like, oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a boner and I'm gonna No, I'm at work. Like my mind oh my God. is preoccupied with I, working. I'm I just worked not with I this don't get excited. One, I worked with this one guy who like he was so stereotypical dude bro about fucking everything oh. to the point where like anytime a girl would walk by oh no and like, i mean like it didn't even matter like she could have looked like a fucking horse and <laughs> he'd still be like uh... he'd do the whole like like lean back in his chair and like stare awkwardly and he like wave his hand like snapping oh, his fingers no. oh my God. Like, I, like make that like oh damn face like and i'm just like jesus fucking christ dude can you turn it off for like five fucking minutes please How like about five 
fucking centuries. Like, Jesus Christ. I mean, like, I just, I'm one to talk because, like, I, oh, my God. But, like, Jesus, man, there are there is a time and a place. Definitely. And, like, at work to your coworkers is not it. No, that's the wrong everything. It's, <laughs> like, it's, it's, a, it's a little gross. Like, it's a little. Well, like, that was, like, borderline even, sexual harassment, well, too. And, and, like, it's it's different. I, I feel like it's different that if you're, like, speaking, say, to another person and being like, oh, you know, and, ma- and make some comments, but not just like, like in the, like just as loud as humanly possible and as ridiculous as possible. Like, I don't know. Like, at <clears> least <throat> keep it on the down low. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you don't have to just be like, I don't know. You, I don't, you don't have I, to set off a fanfare I, every time I, you find someone else attractive. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, well, that's the thing is I have, and he wasn't the only one I've worked with so many people that do that. Like, you know, fucking like, even like when you know the uh the one guy that we used to work with uh fucking i remember and he looks he looked like just the most goody two-shoes fuck you ever met and he's like a church dude he had me he was even asking me questions about like av stuff because he does like slideshows and stuff for his church Mm mm-hmm and then these two girls outside, not even in the same room, <laughs> in the parking lot, like 300 fucking feet away. He's just like, oh, damn, look at the ass on that one. And I'm like, how could Jesus you even see the fucking ass? Christ, like, calm the fuck down. <laughs> it is a woman in the wild. You literally have a 50-50 chance that the people you meet day-to-day will be a fucking woman. This is not something you haven't seen before. You see many of them. I would have just asked him if he's fucking Inspector Gadget with binocular vision. Because how does he... Like, I would just be like, how do you see that ass from over there? It's just, how can you see hundreds of a thing in a day? And still get fucking just like so excited that you have to announce to the fucking world that you've seen another one. It's like it's like playing peek like peekaboo with a baby. Just like I know I saw you five minutes ago, but ah, <laughs> like I just uh, fuck. My favorite part about this is you were totally gonna say Pikachu. <laughs> I was gonna say it. You got most of the way there. That was my favorite part. My mouth just starts Pika, and then immediately brain is like Pikachu. You're you're gonna say Pikachu. (laughs) It's like fucking autocorrect. Yeah, that's it's kind of like when your brain melds two words together. (laughs) You're just like you want to say you're either fine or like someone's like how are you, and you want to say fine and good at the same time. So you're like food, (laughs) and they're like. You're what? Like, because your brain's just like, both of these words sound good. Well, I can't decide. So we'll just send both. I can't remember. It's like, oh, yeah. It was so on Reddit. This person was talking about how uh, they were like skiing or something and they just fucking just mowed this guy down. <laughs> <laughs> and they meant to say, uh, I'm so fucking sorry. <laughs> and then they were like, also going to say, 
are you okay? And it, and it came out as, are you fucking sorry? <laughs> are you fucking sorry? Like, uh, I can only imagine just like the reaction just annihilating of somebody. somebody. And then you turn around and say, are you fucking sorry? Like, <laughs> It's like, just like the most aggressive thing you can fucking say. Oh, it'd be brutal. Uh, that's amazing. Oh my uh, god. So that's so good. Not to derail this fun rant, but uh, who is a thing? Are you fucking sorry that you derailed it? I'm I'm fucking sorry. Oh my god. I think we don't. We all have a thing. I mean, we all have a thing. I have a thing that's probably going to anger people, so we might want to do that one first, so that I find it's usually better to get you out of the way first. <laughs> <laughs> just, just get the shit done, and then. Uh... So, so, so we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about Burger King for for a second. I don't want to. And well, people, can we pe- have it our way? People who've been in the chat know exactly what I'm about to talk about. Do they? Because you've been going on about it for like three <clears throat> days straight. Oh yeah. Um. It it started off the whole hardcore anti corporate rant that's been going on for the last three days in the chat. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so and this is kind of hits close to home too because it's here in Alberta. Alberta oh, Burger good. King here. Uh, so uh, there was there was an inspector gadget who who went to a Burger King like like inspectors do they do that oh yeah ever. Every 25 years or so. Because Lord knows those things are not up to code 95% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes in and decides he wants to check out the basement. And in the basement, oh, oh, right. he finds a bunch of beds in such a state mm-hmm. that he is like, you are housing people in this basement like it, um like people it, are straight up living yeah it there. wasn't they, like and like that's the thing is there weren't a lot of details listed and the restaurant's like no no th- th- those beds were just in storage and i'm like if an inspector is saying that you are housing foreign workers in your basement he didn't just come across a bed wrapped in plastic wrap <laughs> strapped up to the wall Don't... this was some like this was laid out C- like come on we all store our beds <laughs> with a full set of sheets, a cup, yeah, like uh, disarrayed, disarrayed sheets, like, and a pillows on. Top. Again, there there was no actual details about like how, how the beds were found. But again, if I'm an inspector and I'm going into a basement, right? It's one thing if I see like a couple dusty old fucking mattresses like leaning up against a wall in the corner. Yeah, like yeah. something that wouldn't. I'm going to be like, like used. Yeah, yeah, I'd be like, oh, is that like the owners just trying to like keep that out of the way or something yeah, that maybe that, that shouldn't full. that shouldn't be there you know that would be my reaction but for me to go why are you why, why are do people live down here yeah, yeah. there there's got to there's going to be more than just a bed in a corner right yeah. like, and the thing is so the current uh current assumption is that there were four uh temporary foreign workers that were hired uh, I think it was like two years prior that wow. they are pretty sure 
were being housed in the basement of the Burger King. Lovely. Holy moly. <clears throat> uh-huh. So, yeah, that happened. So, clearly, whoever owns that Burger King is a piece of shit. Well, RBI, you know, Restaurant Brands International, the Brazilian co- Brazilian. Well, they owned... own the trademark, but no, they Burger own... Kings are franchised. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. But yeah, they... so whoever is franchised, right, so... that current location is I mean, a that's slumlord. the end of a franchise deal right there as well, but yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I don't know if it was franchised because it might have been corporate run because it's RBI that's defending the Burger King right now. Okay. It's not the franchise owner. It's oh, RBI. It, might be, it could be chain owned then. Yeah. Uh, RBI is the one making statements and shit. I, I'm not sure I I could check, but. Yeah, it's not, I don't, not an important detail right I now. I really don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, either, either way, whoever's responsible housing foreign workers in the basement of a restaurant is and uh, and it's funny i it's just funny that it's burger king because burger king is owned by rbi which yep. is the brazilian owned company that owns burger king and tim hortons who's also treating their workers like shit right now mm-hmm. yay <laughs> Who could have possibly guessed that that company would treat its workers like shit in both of its brands, not just one? (laughs) (laughs) Who could have imagined? Under new management doesn't necessarily always mean good. Oh, my God. Like, and the, the problem is, like, even if it is franchised, like... If this shit was happening for as long as they think it was happening, that is on the brand at that point because they're supposed to be in those stores. Yeah, they should be. You, you should Routine notice, especially four beds downstairs in the basement. That yeah, that's hard to I, hide. I don't know how many beds there were, but yeah, they found beds, and it was a scenario as such that they think they've been housing people, which is. Not a good fucking scene. Well, no, that's the, bad. Well, and like, did they did they mention like what get does any of the food or anything get stored in the basement? So like, uh, people are living down there, and it's now. Well, that would be a major health concern. That's what yeah. I mean. Like, so are they going to have to deal uh, with that now? Too, let me or? just let me just confirm some stuff for you here. Burger uh, King, Alberta, basement. Where where is <clears> Alberta? Okay. Foreign workers sleeping in a basement in an Alberta basement, according to Alberta Health Services. Order issued by Alberta Health Services said inspectors found evidence of sleeping slash living accommodations for foreign workers. And this was Lethbridge. Ah. Uh, public health order. Uh, inspectors found foreign workers were sleeping in the basement of the Lethbridge restaurant. Um... And then it was like, oh, yeah, uh, email the statement that it had spoken with the independent owner. So it is a franchise. Yep. Uh, and it's like conf- uh, Burger King has confirmed that the uh, accusations against Burger King are not true. <laughs> it's basic- what a surprise. Yeah. Uh, and there's, uh, there's a bunch of shit. Um, oh, yeah. And it, it was a health code violation uh, because... Uh, food handling services must be separate from living quarters. So apparently they yep. were storing food down there as well. Oh, yep. good. Um, yep. Well, 
so uh, <laughs> and like it's funny well not funny because in red deer like last year there were owners of a of a hotel that were accused of doing something quite similar basically housing their their workers in a couple mm-hmm. of the rooms and charging them rent for those rooms and docking rent off their paycheck and shit and like oh brutal yeah see it is perfectly okay to have living quarters for staff that you want nearby yep however there is a significant number of standards that attached living quarters need to live up to yep mainly they need to replicate a home yep yeah right so yeah a hotel room doesn't qualify no no nowhere absolutely does not the basement of a uh, Burger King? Definitely. Even less so. <laughs> Even less so. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It, it's a it's a little it's a little rough, honestly. Like a little. <laughs> I just want to know model. when people thought this would be acceptable. Uh, they, when did this cross someone's mind? Going, you know what? I'm going to save a buttload of money, and who cares if people are living in the basement? Because they're temporary foreign workers, and these people are probably racist probably either either that or they're just like well i need cheap staff and there's this whole empty basement that all of you can sleep in and it's like because i only pay you the it's also a problem too and i mentioned this on twitter and i did mention in the chat but it's also a problem which is with the existence of the temporary foreign worker program that like why are we importing foreign workers to work at a burger king Right. That's not what the temporary foreign worker program is for. Right. It's not at all what it's for. Right. We have plenty of fucking teenagers in Calgary that can do that job. Right. And it's not like like these people aren't like they're not, you know, coming here, signing up for a work visa and like, you know, trying to immigrate into Canada. That's not what this is. This is temporary foreign workers. So this is this is shit like what Banff uses with the when they bring in all the Australians to run the mm-hmm. ski hills. Right? It's that. That that's this is the same thing, basically. Um so it's just people who come here to work for a while because and it's uh, the reason they're allowed in is because these corporations are saying, oh we can't find workers to do this job can't find local workers okay so that's why the temporary foreign worker program exists it's you know jimmy was mentioning in the chat it's for things like farming which has some pretty specific requirements and it's hard to find people to do it oh definitely and it's also so that you know the university of toronto can get the one fucking guy on earth with the phd in cleo dynamics yeah, to, right. to bring come them in, in and actually and, let yeah. them work and actually legally. let them do things for a little while while they do a project, right? Like it's for that kind of shit when they're like, we can't get people to but do not, things. not yeah, fucking not fast food, fast food. Filling it's not for fast food, King, yeah. and it's not for positions that can be filled by local workers, right? Yeah, um, you know, for example, IT, which is getting hit pretty hard by this, which I fucking hate and is one of the reasons i hate the temporary foreign worker program so much um but the uh the it's a problem with this because the the thing is you're bringing people in uh, and in the cases of fast food restaurants or at least tim hortons so i'm just going to assume burger king by extension um 
is that these people are usually from the Philippines, is where Tim Hortons gets most of their workers. And and the thing is, right, to people in the Philippines, the basement of a fucking Burger King in Canada might sound kind of cushy. And it's really easy to take advantage well, of yeah, these kinds of people. Clearly yeah, abusive. it's not really fair. Right? right? Yeah. You, you bring someone in from, you know, a fucking third world country, maybe second or... I don't even know. Develop developing nation either way. Not a good place. You know, the place where the fucking president is like, yeah, just go out in the streets and murder people you see dealing drugs. It's great. Um <laughs> yeah. That place. Uh and you know, and you tell them, "Hey, you can come to Canada and guess what? We're going to pay you a whole What's the minimum wage now? Twelve dollars, something I think. like I that. Thought, I thought it was higher than that. We're gonna pay you a whole twelve dollars an hour. Wow, that's like more than you used to make in a month. We're gonna pay you that per hour. And guess what? Just for you, we're even gonna set you up with living accommodations. Yep. It'll be warm. Oh, yeah. It'll be like, and yeah. these people are like, "Oh, great! Yeah, awesome! Sounds good! Sounds perfect to me." Right, because they don't know their rights, they don't know the laws, they don't know the culture. Yeah. Well, because right? they're coming from another another nation, they're not going to have any of that. Well, at if, hand. if you're bringing in a temporary foreign worker to work in fast food, you're not importing a fucking PhD. No, yeah, you're no, not bringing right? a unique skill set. You're bringing in unskilled like labor. Our body. And and yeah. I, I like I don't want to sound like I'm just calling all Filipinos fucking stupid because they're not. But the ones that are being brought in for these jobs are not the brightest bulbs in the bag you know like, yeah so they're not bringing in you know the the ones with degrees and shit to work at their burger king they're bringing in the ones that are work gonna work for the lowest fucking dollar so these are usually people who aren't in a good place right yeah, and already I, taking advantage of that uh that desperate position exactly or needy position right? they're they're desperate people who want to get out who want a better life and then they come in and it's absolutely not fair because, you know, I actually said this in the chat and I think it actually rings true that these people deserve a lot better than the shittiest that Canada has to offer. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Right. Absolutely. So they, they deserve at least the same chance everyone else gets. Exactly. And, and when you tell someone who's been oppressed for a lot of their life and has been poor for a fuckload of their or all of their life, and I mean like poor in ways we can't imagine yep uh and then you tell them hey we're gonna do all this shit that really here is not even bare minimum yeah it's like right? even though it's an upgrade to them it's still pretty so, so it's just like it's just taking advantage of them completely yeah, it is and, and i am taking advantage i absolutely can't stand it i can't stand the way that the ter temporary foreign worker program is being abused right now, and it's being abused for no other reason than for profit. No, because it's you get a, someone in the lowest common dollar, yeah, and there you go, you're set. Yeah. So, yeah. But moral of the story: fuck Burger King. That's fair enough. They, they, <laughs> they fucked me often enough, so yeah. I think the last time I ate at Burger King, my thought the entire time I was there was, this really isn't very good. <laughs> the the only thing I can eat from them is their chicken. Everything else makes me sick. Really? Yeah. Those chicken fries, though. Yeah, I love those things. They're so cheap. 
I know. And See, then they and then you know how they pull people in. <clears throat> Excuse me, with the with the nuggets? Like what what is it? Like you get like a basically like a like a garbage bag full of nuggets for ten dollars. <laughs> yeah. Like some ridiculous deal, like it was like ten nuggets for a dollar or something. Yeah. Just yeah. crazy shit. It's probably ninety percent breading, but you tell anybody, anybody on planet Earth that they can get ten nuggets Where for was a dollar. This? Burger King. Oh. Yep. Yeah. But I, See, I don't for me their food is just not good in general. Well, it's just it's yeah, just right. your average humdrum I, fast food. Well, I mean like kinda. the char char grill marks are literally painted on. Of course they are. And like <laughs> you know, like it's just I don't know. Every time I've gone there, it's always like, Man, I could go for a whopper and then I get it and I'm like, Man, I really this, should not have gone this, for this a whopper. Yeah, this isn't very good. You know what? You know what wasn't bad though? For a very short amount of time, they did the angry chicken whopper. And that was decent. However, they charged you I think for just the angry chicken whopper is it was about like ten sixty. <laughs> oh, oh my, my fucking god. god. Yeah, it yeah. was very expensive. And well, I was like, and like I really never thought that I would see the day when it's every other fast food restaurant ending up in some type of fucked up controversy and McDonald's has been clean for years. Yeah. And yeah. like controversy free for years. They've been like, no, we actually use real ingredients. Here's a tour of our yeah. factory I, I for love, years. I love how they started replying to things like the pink goo pictures and stuff. They're like, you might have seen this picture. Let me show you how it's actually made because this this is not yeah. what food looks like. And they actually take like like that's the thing. There's an entire series of videos. Uh, they did a bunch where it was just like McDonald's employees, and they're like, it was just like a this is a tour of our factory, and like they go to uh, I can't remember the name of uh, the company that does their burger patties in Canada. Yeah, I can't remember the name. Uh, I don't. Know. It's it's one of those like super generic like Unico or some bullshit yeah. like that, um, or, or like Bremerman or like one of those stupid food packaging plants. But literally, it's like here's the meat, and then they walk over. Here's the grinder, and the meat goes in. And then they walk to the other side. Here's the ground beef. Then they walk to another machine. This is the thing that turns the ground beef into patties. And it's just like, you go to it's the other patty end. Maker, and, yeah. and it's just like, meat goes in, patty comes out. And they're like, yep. Yeah. What What are the ingredients in a patty? Beef, salt, pepper. No, no salt, pepper even. They don't even add salt, pepper. Until no, it's just beef. They, they add salt and pepper at the restaurant. Oh, okay. So, so it's still part of the burger, just not part of the it, patty. And yeah. like it's 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 just beef. And like they're like, so what's in it? And they're like beef. It is. It is it's just just beef. It is just discs of meat. That yep. that's it. Just, just beef. Well, it, it's fun. Like it's actually kind of disappointing, but also funny that food processing has gotten so cheap that doing things like adding extra ingredients now like fillers and shit would make the burgers more expensive. more expensive yeah because <laughs> yeah. automation is just way beyond that shit <laughs> so they're just like yeah it's just meat or the chicken it's like the same thing i think like the only thing they add to the chicken is like so it was like sodium phosphate or some shit like that but it was just like a preservative yeah and or sodium citrate maybe i don't know i don't know but it was Food just like, additive it was just like number two here's yeah. the chicken 
here we add this powder, which is just a couple preservatives, and it's like it's a little bag to a whole fucking yep. bat of chicken. Yeah, like, like here you go. And then like nugget shapes come out and that's <laughs> it. Like there there's more <laughs> weird suspect things that go into the common sausage than goes into a McDonald's patty. And like that's yeah. so weird. Yep. Since when is McDonald's the like least offensive of Since the Super Size Me food res- yeah, yeah, true. Super Size Me kind of gave them a wake up call. They're like, time to fix our image and go all the way. And they did. Yeah. And yeah. they stayed there. Even the even the inside of the restaurant, yeah. like even their aesthetic. Oh is my totally god, it's like now. fucking like tile and wood and, and shit and, everywhere. And fucking like a like a TV above the like a I, fireplace yeah, the, that you yeah, can modern sit in, like, cafe vibe is, is I, interesting. Oh, yeah. I I really want to take a modern McDonald's and just like plop it down in 1992 america <laughs> and just fucking see what happens it's it's kind of like it's kind of like in what is it in demolition man where taco bell is now like a fancy five-star restaurant. yeah exactly yeah. like that's the, that's what i fuck, fucking feel like is happening right now it's like it's like why of all the fast food restaurants is mcdonald's the one that seems to be okay and like it, it was one of those things like there was a bunch of, I know there was a bunch of stuff with, like, there was some kind of controversy about them, like, not giving their employees benefits or something at one point. But then it turned out that was only in the States. And then McDonald's Canada is just like, no, they get benefits and all that. They're good. And to be fair, the McDonald's franchising is tight. Well, right? uh, you deviate none at all. McDonald's is actually unfranchising everything. Oh yeah, they're buying it all up. Oh yeah, they. Well, I th- I think. Uh, so, about six months ago, there was only one franchise McDonald's left in Alberta. Holy Ooh. moly! Um, you know what? There is some advantages to keeping it corporate, though. Well, like, the 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 thing is, the advantages of franchising are no longer valid. Yes. I guess that's true, right? With yeah. the information age and the ability and the uh, massive ability to centralize control remotely, yeah, uh, you don't true. need, you know, people to own your assets. So that out. you don't have to pay attention to it. You're yeah. just like, you watch this while I go over here. Yeah, because you can just do everything from a central server and fucking you know wherever yeah. anywhere you could set it up in fucking south africa and just be like yeah <laughs> uh, you know so it's just updates and everything's good so Ouch. yeah the, the franchising they're they're trying to get away from it because like they were running into problems where franchises were doing a bunch of stupid bullshit and they didn't like it yeah and so it's they, hard to to deal with you have to go after the franchisers and oh yeah so they arbitrate and they well, just sort of stopped doing it and they bought them all out well at this point it's probably so much more of a headache than it is like and i mean i'm sure once they when they were doing like heavy franchising it was to grow right like they needed out well, like it, outside yeah. investors the, the best part about a franchise like when, when you're a brand the best thing about franchising is you hand the designs to someone else and they go make it successful yeah and you reap your fees out of it exactly yeah, right so you don't have to worry about it did i put it in the right place is it the right market are there too yeah. many mcdonald's nearby well, you don't and, care and now there's so much benefit to not doing that because like now that mcdonald's controls and it's not just McDonald's. There's a ton of places doing this. But uh, now that they control everything centrally, mm-hmm. it's like it makes their logistics so much cheaper. Yes. Oh, of course. Because they're cheaper. like, 
they they get to schedule and time things to like down to like minimizing the number of turns a truck has to yep. make kind of thing and it's like you know it's like that whole thing people were talking about with like a fedex truck they don't ever turn left and stuff like that you know and it's like it's not quite that simple but when it comes to logistics in the hundreds of millions right that we're going to reduce the number of turns our truck make our trucks make by 50 turns per delivery that's like seventy thousand dollars a year yeah, in like, gas that like you're not decent, paying for. Decent like decent logistics. You know, like, when you get into like fucking economies of scale of that fucking magnitude, yep. like just the like the things that like to any sane person, you're like, that is insanity. Why would you do that? To them, it's like because your entire yearly salary yeah that's cause, why because yeah. because the the scope and the scale <laughs> is so much bigger than just this like it's not 15 cents like you yeah. said it's somebody's entire so the scope like you may look at it and seem like it's petty it's it's almost like with anything right oh it's yeah like, uh it honestly like the that app that puts in perspective to um people quitting smoking and that it counts every day you put in how many cigarettes you generally had a day, you know, or how many packs you buy and what's the average cost of a pack and stuff like that. And then it just counts every day being like, oh, look, it's, you know, it's been three months and you've saved, you know, you've saved one hundred and sixty five dollars. <laughs> and people are like, oh, because at the time you're just like, ah. 10 bucks here, whatever, 10 yeah. bucks there. 10 bucks, it's, 10 bucks, 10 bucks. You nickel and dime yourself to fucking death. Oh, yeah. But if you put it into perspective over like a, you know, over a larger scope, it really, it makes a lot well, of sense. It like, was like when Coca-Cola tried reducing their fucking can size from 355 to 300. It, you, you don't remember that? Well, they, they did reduce their bottle size. Well, and the, the, they tried to reduce their can size from yeah. 355 to 300. And uh, the the bottle size was was reduced too. From what is it like? It was from five ninety one to five hundred. Yeah. yeah, and uh, it was funny because they tried to do that, and then I was at the grocery store recently, and they were all back to normal. <laughs> yeah, they they've <laughs> whatever they tried didn't didn't go well because everyone went oh three hundred. Pepsi's three fifty five. I'll get the Pepsi. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and considering they're almost always identically priced. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, whatever's on sale kind of thing. And, like, And they had to have known, like, if they had to have known that that, like, that one guy, that one guy at that one Seven Eleven, <laughs> when they advertised Double Gulps as two liters, and he found out it was only 1.9. Yeah. snapped shit on them. They have to know that if you try to steal... 55 milliliters of soda from somebody <laughs> they're gonna make a big stink of well it. and it, it, see i do like that there is enough consumer protection in canada that they can't they can't do that you do have to actually accurately advertise what is in your product and how much of your product you're getting i do like that that is a thing you got to know, you got to know that there's people out there with too much time and that, that know that, and, and rightfully so. And we're glad about a lot of that time, because honestly, if they didn't spend that time, 
then we might be getting hosed left, right, and center. Well, and it would just get worse and worse and worse as yeah. they continue to get you away get people, with people, you know, adding that little bit of extra air into your chips until you're actually getting like a third of a bag. Oh, you already get like I a mean, third of a bag. You, you do, but it, you it's it's like it's like what fucking Philadelphia does. Philadelphia cream cheese. Yeah. Right there, and it's hard to notice because it, it's not uh, not even like necessarily in the cream cheese part, but in their dips. There's a huge air pocket oh, at the yeah, bottom of the like... dip. So if you get a dip and you like a Philadelphia dips, anybody try this, go to the store, grab yourself some chips and dip, you know, have yourself a movie night. And the first thing I want you to do is take the dip and set it down nice and full, full to the top, take it, put a chip in and just like right to the bottom and like lift, just lift up slightly and then stir it around a bit. And watch it deflate. And then watch it just deflate. You'll have half a container. Yeah, the, the dips Fucking are bad. Half a container. The dips are bad, but like the actual cream cheese, because I do the herb and garlic quite often. Um, the herb and garlic is nicely like right those, up to those the top. Are, any of the flavored cream cheeses are packed. And it's also yeah. so thick that like trying to force an air pocket into there yeah. would be yeah. more that, that would be the really feat of engineering yeah yeah um because it's, it's basically like a cement but it's mean, like buying any of those you know candy or or treat trays from i think the last one i saw was at walmart where it looks like it's a nice full tray and then you lift it up and you realize it's got a gigantic divot in it yeah right oh, yeah and it's like oh so it's actually like a third of what it looks like <laughs> somebody somebody posted this recently on imager where it's just like where it's just like consumers getting hosed and it was all, all like from different countries and different products and there was things like um there was even one it was a pack of sausages mm-hmm. and from the front you got like a pack of smokies and from the front it looks like there's all eight in there and then they flipped it around and there's two fucking Smokies missing from the back of one of the sides <laughs> because it's like stuck to it's the like label. It's like in, right? So it's stuck to the label. So there's just like there's just <laughs> two giant Smokie-sized air pockets oh. that's just like right in the back. And I was like, wow. And then there's like some some like I don't know European chocolate, and there's like a little window so you can see the chocolate in this big like cardboard box. And you open it up, and the only, like, two pieces of chocolate are the ones that are in the fucking window. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, that's some bullshit. And see, the packaging might be labeled correctly, but I think the honesty in advertising and packaging needs to push just a little bit more. Oh, yeah. I'm okay buying a small pack of candy or a small chocolate bar. Yeah. As long as it doesn't pretend to be a large chocolate bar when I buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This is why people got so mad at Toblerone recently, right? With the whole removing. Didn't you hear about this? No. So you you know what a Toblerone looks like, right? So now I want you to think about that Toblerone, but take out every second peak. That's the Toblerone now. What? Yeah, because they were reducing the amount of chocolate in it. So it's just like peak, peak empty flat, space. Peak, flat, peak, flat. Now I'll see if I can find one. What? Now, now I can, I can attest to some. For some reason, that didn't fly because when I got the, the basically like, beat a small child to death with Toblerone for Christmas. 
it was a regular oh my Toblerone. god you're yeah, right and to be fair the specialty ones may not follow this pattern no but yeah the original oh no i definitely saw those no holy like, shit yeah no but like the big big ones that the one i got is like a regular toblerone but i'm not surprised that they yeah and the giant ones again you're long past the well removing a third of the chocolate's going to be healthier for me phase yeah no you're yeah. already eating more chocolate than you know you ever should i'm already eating a 16 inch toblerone like it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, i loved my giant toblerones oh they're they're amazing but it's like I could understand why people would yeah. be upset. The, and see, again, the problem is, isn't that they removed the chocolate. The problem is they put it in the exact same pack, put it on the shelf, and new people would buy it thinking nothing had changed. Yeah. Yep. Right? We we were talking about this earlier today about marketing bullshit. This is another facet of it. Yep. Yep. It, it's one of the, I don't know, I fucking hate that when, when companies do that. And you're absolutely right that there should be some kind of thing preventing companies from that, right? Like, I don't know if there if that honesty and advertising thing needs like a you know could be reasonably interpreted as trying to fool the consumer. Well, and that's what it is, right? For me, the way it should work is if I look at it and make a general assumption about its quantity with no label. Yep, the label should match what i am assuming i'm getting yes definitely right so this is the same as um i've seen places do you know so you've seen costco flat packs for chicken and stuff right they're yeah. deep yeah at costco those things are loaded Everything's oh full. yeah at yeah. some places they pad underneath oh yeah yep right get all the... so it looks like a giant thing but it really isn't and it's labeled correctly but it's packaged deceptively yep and that happens all the time i picked up a thing of dice in walmart the other day just random dice which i've never seen in a walmart like polyhedral dice you know <clears> six-sided <throat> it was weird i've never seen that in just a general store before yep and i picked it up and I'm like oh it's a big tube of dice it's like 14 bucks this isn't a, a, a bad deal right and the way the tube looks is the big tube and you can see all the dice and then there's a black label yep okay well the black label is also covering a cardboard insert oh yeah so, so it's half a tube of dice that's fucked and that's what bothers me about that packaging practice because you immediately go oh big thing awesome oh it looks cheap too right and you I mean dice especially or any any loose product right it's easy to do right it's the same thing that oh, people yeah. do when you have the count the jelly beans challenge at school and they've got you know a, a baseball or two in there yeah. yeah to throw the count off yep right because you can't tell or or bet I, I actually heard of one where it was a giant bowl, right? A giant, like huge. It was like yep. the size of this table, like, and it was it was this big dome, and it was full right to the top. But the thing is, inside of it was a hollow sphere, leaving only about an inch of space yep. <laughs> between the the glass and the, the jelly beans. So it was like everyone's counts were off by like. A few zeros. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and to be fair, on the other side of that equation, if you're doing this in like a school, okay, I don't expect you to go and buy literally $1,500 of jelly beans. Yep. But just tell me there's an insert. Yeah. Right? Just... Show me. Because then my one, my count's going to be closer. Or use a smaller bowl. Because the challenge is still there one way or other. Yeah. Like, and and I don't know, like... Especially nowadays, I really don't think we're going to find many people that are going to stand there and count every jelly bean in there. 
most people are probably going to count a few and then make a general assumption of how many is in there. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't think... I don't know. I, it's just not... Like, nobody likes that. And I want to know the people that does that actually, like, designs this packaging. If somebody did that to them... You, you know what they are? Awful. Corporate heroes. Mm-hmm. They well, make the big I, bucks. I, I know, because they, they save the company so much they, money and marketing. And... They are the silver stormtrooper. <laughs> they, they are the phasma to yeah. the... <laughs> yeah. The, those people are the ones getting $200,000 bonuses. Yep. And you know what? <laughs> you know what? They can spend all 200000 on a proper fucking package for their product. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been going... Uh, we're actually rant. going a good long while here. So yeah. here's my recommendation. Let's throw Car on real quick. Okay. Sure. We'll run him through. We'll do your thing after. We'll read our email. And then we'll go home and do other things. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Carr, and tonight we're going to talk summer camp. What do you mean, Carr? It's January. Yes, it is. However, you have always have to remember that planning for such things takes a little while, so we might as well get started. After all, the federal government did. What the hell am I talking about, you say? Well, let's go back a little bit. So, last year, uh, the federal government here in Canada made a couple of small changes to the application process for the uh, Canada Summer Camps Program grant things. Um, basically, uh, nonprofit organizations would apply for funding from the federal government uh, to be able to then use that money to hire counselors, uh, run facilities, etc. for summer camps for kids, right? Basically, you know, the whole keep the kids out of trouble, life values, survival skills, how to fight off a moose, you know, these wonderful things that we do here in Canada. Um, now, one of the revisions to that program was affirming that in order to be able to receive federal funding, uh, a couple of basic things. First, that you're not going to just use it for, you know, profit, obviously things like that. Um, but some of the affirmations are of a slightly more, uh, we'll say a moral stance. Now, the one that's been getting attention in the news lately is the affirmation that, among other things, and that the organization obviously isn't, you know, a secret child jihadist recruiting center or something like that, that your uh, organization needs to adhere to basic fundamental charter rights and freedoms. And last year, that was revised to also include uh, women's uh, rights and reproductive rights. Or to put it in a little bit more layman's terms, you basically need to affirm that you respect the government's right uh, to basically be pro-choice. Uh, now, this is creating an issue because a lot of the organizations uh, that apply for these grants, especially out here in Alberta, are Christian groups, Bible camps, things like that. Um, and they're countering saying that, well, they cannot in good conscience affirm that because the their religious rights and their religious beliefs uh fundamentally go against that and this is where we kind of run into the, the sticking problem now again i am not going to go further into that specific debate but again in canada abortion is legal it is safe there are doctors that are practicing for it and on the flip side of it there are absolutely groups that oppose that and that 
you know, do believe that that should actually be a law, that 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 can't be allowed. And of course, in the United States, this debate is far, far, far more heated. Whereas in Canada, it's been, I mean, it's been pretty much settled. Now, the one thing that I just, I want to preface this with is that having uh, the government's stance be basically officially pro-choice does not suddenly mean that people are mandated to get abortions. And this is the one thing that this argument always seems to devolve to. And I don't know why, because Again, being pro-choice just means you are giving the right to choose to the person whose body it is. And that is, again, it is it is still a traumatic experience, no matter what. Um, but that is something that you come to terms with based on your own personal moral code, religious beliefs, medical information, consultation with medical professionals, friends, family, clergy, whatever you need to be able to make that decision one way or the other. That's not my call to make. But for some reason, so many of the times these arguments seem to suddenly devolve that because that other person over there can do it, that is so very wrong, even though the government is not coming up to my church door and saying, hey, all the women in here, you need to all get abortions. I don't. Anyway, getting off track. And I said I wasn't going to go into this, so I'm not going to anymore. But, but basically, a lot of these organizations are now looking at losing their funding because they're saying that, no, I'm not willing to sign this affirmation. Now, on the one side, again, I definitely do sometimes have some issues with, uh, you know, heavily religiously based youth camps because and full disclosure i grew up in a christian household i was raised uh as a protestant christian uh, i am very well versed in a lot of christian theology um as i got older and, and i have always had a curiosity about i guess religiosity religious ceremony and while i may not be considered a good christian in the eyes of your average catholic or protestant for that matter um i do still believe that some of the basic tenets have some merit long story short you know you can summarize the entirety of jesus's teaching into don't be a dick which i try not to be um but i do also still take issue because i know again from experience that a lot of these bible camps can be some pretty heavy stuff sometimes and there are you know definitely arguments to be made that you know maybe 10 year old 12 year old kids aren't the best judge of you know, where their personal religious or spiritual beliefs should lie. Um, so, you know, again, another issue. But the biggest thing is, of course, is that now it's just this is now federal funding that potentially these guys are going to lose. And of course, their argument is, well, now we won't be able to open our camp. We won't be able to admit nearly as many kids. So now there's going to be a whole lot of other kids just running around and being hoodlums and eating Tide Pods this coming summer if you don't restore our funding. I... Now, of course, the other side of that argument is, well, okay, well, you're not willing to affirm that. So why don't we give the funding to, you know, basically less controversial summer programs, ones that aren't going to be steeped in religious dogma or religious belief, which is a legitimate other side of the argument. But there's a larger problem here. And that is, of course, that we have basically two conflicting parts of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, um, right? I mean, the one is the, the basic fundamental rights for reproductive rights and things like that. And the other is the right to free practice of religion. Again, as long as you are, as I said before, not being a dick. Um, 
And there is definitely going to be a case made here where I'm sure that some people may try to challenge this constitutionally. Now, I'm going to assume that the federal government's lawyers have already kind of figured this out. And again, providing funding, yes or no, does not in any way, shape or form infringe on the rights of those church groups to still run their camps. Um, of course, just now the concern is from those groups that they're countering is that, well, no, we can't run our camps because now we don't have the money to do so. To which my reply is, well, get the money elsewhere, honestly. Um, but, you know, this is kind of that that debate. And this is where now a lot of folks uh, are, again, countering this is that, well, this is not, this is not kosher. This is not cool. Um, now, some, um, some groups, right, and some churches still have no problem doing this. Um, I mean, the, for instance, the United Church of Canada, they are entirely considered a well, very uh, liberal church as far as things go. Um, speaking a little bit of history, they were the first major church in Canada to openly say, yeah, okay, we're totally fine with gay marriage. This is fine. You know, love is love. Um, they are, again, a very, very liberal thinking church in the sense of things like reproductive rights and things like that. Again, they recognize the difference between being pro-choice and just being anti-life. It's anyway. Um and that goes back to what I was talking about a few minutes ago. And, you know, some others are saying that, well, no, you're basically forcing Christians or forcing other religious groups to go against their, uh, their personal consciences just to be able to get money. Well, if you're willing to sell your conscience, I mean, honestly, if you're willing to sell your, your conscience or willing to sell your beliefs for some federal funding for your summer camp, then well, maybe you have some other soul searching to do to be quite honest. Um, again, if, if there is such a thing that, right, that is, is a, a larger concern, you can absolutely seek out to the groups of the, the parents who bring your kids, bring their kids to their camp and just ask, you know, Hey, we may have to increase our costs for, uh, you know, the kids that are dropping off, or we would love if the church would be able to give some donations to, again, support the camp this year, whatever. There are definitely other avenues of funding, private, everything like that. It can absolutely still do that. The big debate here is, of course, is whether or not that public money should be going to an organization whose, you know, stated beliefs are in counter to federal law. And that is why they have changed this admission process. And that's what the government's been coming out and saying, too. Um, now, of course, others are going on saying, well, no, you're just imposing your, the liberal party's beliefs. But again, it's not like the abortion laws in Canada changed under the previous conservative government, because again, they knew that it wouldn't fly. It's, it just wouldn't. Um, so that's, you know, that's kind of where we're at with this. Um, now, most of the complaints, of course, that I've been seeing have also been, and this is, again, slightly disappointing, have all been coming from organizations here in Alberta for the most part. But there are also uh, sections of Quebec, again, heavily Catholic as far as the percentage of population goes, um, that, again, are also taking some issues with this. Um, I have yet to hear the Pope weigh in, but, you know. Anyway, that's basically what's going on, so it'll be interesting to see how this goes. But it's not been great for optics, if nothing else, uh, for the government depending on which side of the fence you're on there. Uh, I can already tell that Tal is probably going to be going, yes, fuck yes. But, you know, we, we all love and adore Tal. So, but that's all for me. Of course, if you have any questions, comments, etc., us at unfurled.net, uh, or of course you can just pop into our Telegram channel. As always, my name is Carr. Enjoy the rest of Unfurled. And... <laughs>
And break time. And another break. That has to be the shittiest meme ever, by the way. What? The Ugandan knuckles. I... What? You you don't know about Ugandan knuckles. I avoid meme space as intensely as I can. Okay. Well, Ugandan knuckles started. Oh, are you talking? With oh. a guy who was talking about um, uh, one of the Sonic games. And he drew knuckles. Oh yeah, no, I know exactly. And it was what really shitty. <laughs> oh okay. yeah, it's terrible. And people, uh, people <laughs> thought it was really funny. So he drew this. <laughs> it was okay. in it was in a YouTube video. Oh yeah, oh yeah, no, I've seen I've yeah. seen Uganda. Knuckles. And then some guy decided I'm going to make a 3D model of it. So, so he did. So he made uh, he made this a 3D model. Yep. Of the shitty knuckles. Oh my god. Uh, and then. Uh, also, a guy was playing, uh, uh, PUBG, or some other fucking online shooter style game, and, uh, people, and he said something about all the Ugandans coming after him or something, (laughs) and then people started stream sniping him, and they would all swarm him, and all of them would talk in fake Ugandan accents. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that's the internet done uh, right. And then uh, it turned into them quoting this one movie. I can't remember what it's called, uh, but you know, they, it's like it's an actual Ugandan film, okay, and, it, and it's awful, <laughs> and it has people screaming like, you know, super kick, you know, shit like that all the time. And uh, there's one line in it that's like, uh, uh, I will show you the way. <laughs> and uh, people people kept saying that. And then VR chat happened. Oh, God. Oh, I, yeah. I've only, I've only briefly seen VR chat. Yeah. And you know how fucking awful it is at the best of times. So then people started using the fucked up fat knuckles thing mm-hmm. and speaking in the same Ugandan accents and it became well it's it's Ugandan knuckles and now it's a thing and they wander around in VR chat clicking at each other. <laughs> <laughs> See uh, it's intensely racist. It is. <laughs> but there is also a level of humor that I can't I can't help laughing at. <clears throat> well like I mean just just to demonstrate how fucking annoying it, it is. It it the it, the phenomenon reminds me <laughs> <laughs> It's a bunch of people. <laughs> it, it, it's a, it's a swarm. It's a swarm of people that that wander around in VR chat and that's all you hear as they walk up. Because they're all just fucking clicking. And they there's like an entire fucking like subculture of like any of the female not any like because you know there's like female knuckles crossover ocs and Uh, sure um so anytime there's a female knuckles that shows up she's the queen automatically and then like sometimes and like in vr chat you can make yourself like bigger smaller or whatever Mm -hmm. and like so when a big knuckles shows up he's like what do they call him? Like Comandante or some shit? 
Oh my god. It it reminds me of the, uh, the like, Moonbase Alpha. I was just chat. about to say that's exactly what it Yeah. Uh, yeah, except instead of John Madden, they just say, I will show you the way. <laughs> <laughs> you do not know the way. Oh my god. Uh, like and, and people that, spend time doing this on the internet. Oh my god, there are there are videos. And they're so, they're right now they're one of my favorite things. There are videos of people in VR chat, except the video is of them in real life wearing okay. the, the mask. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's 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 like like the one the one I saw was this guy. He's got his VR mask on and he's like crouched down like on the floor with his head down and he's making like this weird like <laughs> sound like slurping noise and then he stands up and he's like that was my first time sucking toes how was it like like, that is just the most fucking awkward thing i have ever fucking seen that's so great yeah so i don't know i'm already pretty tired of ugandan knuckles though (laughs) vr chat did decide to ban Ugandan Knuckles. <laughs> That's probably for the best. Because it turned into such a fucking problem. <laughs> uh, like, we're talking, like, entire uh, areas became unusable because, <laughs> because it was just a swarm of these fucking people. And, th- like, you couldn't talk because they were all fucking clicking all together. So it was drowning everything out, so you couldn't fucking hear anything except fucking clicking. <laughs> and, uh, like it was so stupid. But it's like I'm I'm sitting there when they they announced that they were gonna ban Ugandan Knuckles. I was like, oh yeah, banning memes has totally worked yeah, and fixes- not backfired oh, in yeah, the past. Right? <laughs> that totally doesn't oh, make it uh, more popular. I think I think my favorite like recent thing. <laughs> Is somebody took uh oh my god that's so good um somebody took ugandan knuckles and made him look <gasps> like kylo ren because everyone's oh talking my god. how funny it is in the movie where he's got like the tight waistband but his yeah. like upper body is like a tr- like a like a he's, cartoonish he's got, he's triangle got clamp pro- the clamp syndrome if you've ever seen uh any animes done by clamp and the way they draw men it is a triangle on a pair of chopsticks yeah, that's basically that's that's their male form. Yep, and that's and like that's what he legit looks like because it's so much upper body like workout. Well, and like somebody drew like somebody I, drew I don't know. the knuckles with like his haircut <clears throat> and then put the strap because because you, <laughs> you get the knuckles is all top half. He's yep. got the little legs, so it's just like wow. Well, it was it was actually kind of funny when I saw. When actually in that movie when I saw Kylo Ren with this shirt off and I was like, Oh, well, that's actually not anywhere near as impressive as I thought that was gonna be. He kinda just looks like a guy. Yeah. Just a dude. You know? Like he's never worked out in his life. You know, like someone who's proficient <clears throat> at wielding a sword and killing people would probably be. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I just I just generally assume someone who could easily take on the role of an assassin would be ripped. Maybe I, that maybe that's maybe that's like just like my own fucking bias, but like <laughs> I think it's uh I think it's like the like the masking of the clothing and the transition from the other movies. 
Cause like, yeah. yeah Cause I, like he wasn't, I think people are just mentioning like that when he's got like, when he's fully clothed, like you'd never know. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then like, he just takes off his shirt and you're like, Jesus. Like he, he looks like Joe from family guy. Like he's got like a smaller bottom half, but it's like, it's such a transition. Like once you, it, do, it doesn't help that that the thing he was wearing was not very flattering. Cause it came up to like, well, it's like that's what I mean. It's like a corset, chest. so it like it like cinches in his belly part, and then like just jacked ribs and pecs up from that. <laughs> like it's a weird corset effect, uh, is what it does. But but yeah, I don't know. And like I can understand why Luke wasn't a ripped male love god, you know, because he was just some fucking dude, and then turns out he can use the force and it's like congratulations you get to save the fucking universe now and he's like wait what but i and that's sort of how it goes for him they're like Here's kylo has literally been training his entire fucking life since he was this fucking tall <laughs> like yeah <laughs> i i mean it, i assume luke would make them do some track and field apparently not but no just Apparently even, it's cardio every day all day. Do you day. even uh, lift? Yeah. Uh, um. Anywho. Yeah. Uh, Adam, you have a thing. I, I I do have a thing, but I I can always. But you also had a thing. So why don't you say a thing? Because my I thing's say really thing. short. It's just really funny. That's good though, and I can always say my thing next week. Okay. Because you don't always you don't always often have a thing, so have a thing. It's just because everyone else always has a thing, so I've become lazy and let everyone else do the work. I That's like fair. I like when people have things. Things Wait. are good generally. Wait, is it sexual in nature? Mm, potentially. So <laughs> I'm not going to paint Maybe. you a picture because that's cliche and boring. <laughs> wow! <laughs> but uh, we Don't are going to have a conversation it. about things that shouldn't happen. Oh, so for those of you who aren't aware, uh, over in Quebec. In Montreal, they every winter when it's cold, which well, yep. Canada, it's always cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they put together a a bunch of wait, cold like for normal people or can Canada, Canada cold. cold? So like negative twenty. Yeah, like actually, water freezes and people die. Okay. Yeah, not like like oh, it's zero. We're all gonna die. Yeah. like <laughs> not put on a fucking coat, yeah. you Californian hippie. Um, <laughs> Damn, uh, coming so, out with the fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, during during the winter, especially in in Montreal and Quebec, um, a lot of ice sculptures and stuff start coming out. There's a lot of artistic expression over there. Yes, and they're fantastic. Oh right, like, they're huge. Yes, and. I don't know how long it's been going on, but at least for a while, a uh, hotel has been opening yeah. up an ice hotel. The ice hotel. Right? Yeah. Right? I, I actually sure world saw famous. it once. I, yeah? Yeah. I know it's been around a long while. And right, it's a bunch of rooms. The whole hotel is built out of ice. You sleep in ice rooms. I have no idea how warm they are. I can't imagine it, very. It's actually not bad. Yeah? Uh, yeah. It, it's actually in the positives inside the hotel. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, because it, you know, believe it or not, ice makes a fantastic insulator. insulator. Well, and that's oh, why definitely. igloos and stuff worked. I, I built, you know, snow shelters when camping before. Yeah. And you get a little heat source in there and holy fuck, it just is comfy. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, I didn't get to sleep in it. I just sort of saw it. Yeah. Uh, but like the beds are all like they they're covered in like furs and shit. Yep. Like and, it, and it's fairly fancy. Yeah. And I I assume it's fairly expensive. Yes. So yes, it is. A little while ago, I think early in January here, uh, they had a problem. Oh. And uh, it's not a problem that most people would guess is very likely. Uh, did the ice melt? Actually, surprisingly, it didn't. Oh, what? which is confusing, <laughs> considering the problem that they had was it caught fire. Ah, uh, the, the ice hotel caught fire. I um, did, I don't. I did did I like process. an HVAC unit. There's no HVAC in it. It's made of ice. Did the gas line? No. <laughs> so what? What happened was uh, on the night of the day this occurred. <laughs> like, like if um, if there's a fire, my first reaction is going to be quick into the hotel. Uh, yeah, I was like, stay in the hotel. Um, so what had happened is on January 9th, um, a fire was started and reported and uh, smoke began to fill the hotel. Okay. And so they had to evacuate. Everyone was pulled out, and uh, I think they housed them in the, the actual real hotel for the night. And uh, they don't, I haven't been able to find details as to what actually happened, but people are guessing that a candle was near bedding or drapery, and that caught fire. And the ice hotel caught fire. Caught fire. Now, it didn't do a lot of damage because one thing ice doesn't do is burn. <laughs> so it, it managed to get the fire controlled. <laughs> the problem was the smoke billowed throughout the hotel. Do you know what happens when smoke stays cold? No. It stays in the air. Oh, yeah. It's going to oh. stay there settle, forever, right? So Right. Uh, I've proven this with my garage before, actually, yep. with my vape. If I puff in there and it's cold enough, it just hazes for days. Oh. It's awful. So they ended up, it was closed for three days while they, I assume, forced air through the hotel to clear out the smoke that wouldn't go away. Yeah, just set up industrial fans and just blow everything <laughs> yeah. out as many openings as possible. Exactly. Oh, my God. But uh, I just, an ice hotel catching fire, I'm, it, like, it made me I laugh. Like, so I was hard. picturing in my head like a Family Guy-esque scene of there's just an ice hotel and then... Yeah, just flames coming out of it. <laughs> just like the whole thing is suddenly on fire. Like <laughs> that's that's pretty amazing. A nice a nice hotel. And oh, and they had to uh yeah, apparently they had to do a lot of cleanup because the the smoke settled on all the ice, so now the ice is all cloudy and gross. They had to chip away a bunch of it. Yeah, that'd yeah. be it. Oh, I guess it would all, the smell and everything would just yep. sit in everything, especially if it's, if the the smoke is not going to settle, it's just going to sit in the air and absorb into all yep. of the, all the All the fabrics, I'm sure, had to be swapped out. Oh, yeah. Uh, they just soaked it in. And I'm sure they're probably not cheap like furs and things if they've got all sorts of... No, again, I'm hefty, pretty sure it's, it's you know, hefty middle upper class type place, yeah. if not luxury. I mean... It's it is ex it's one of those places where it's like well it's an experience right yeah it's, you more out. so go for, go for that like it's no different than the capsule hotels in Japan yeah, yeah. You, you don't go because it's comfortable you, you, you go because it's cool you go because it's a unique experience that you something you want to experience you also go because comparatively it's cheap oh it's very cheap yeah uh, when you're paying when you're paying oh. like 
okay, twenty dollars so no, a night. It's it's pricey. The cheapest room I can find is two hundred and nineteen dollars a night. Yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a that's a little <laughs> So it's well, I mean, it's like like you said, kind of like it shows upper, everyone sleeping in sleeping bags too. So it can't be that warm. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's not like I'm gonna wear a t-shirt warm. No, like, but it's just not freezing. No, yeah. it, you're not gonna freeze your ass off either. Yeah. It. I don't know. It, it's kind of a neat little thing, but I, uh, from what I've seen of it, it's a lot more like all glitz and uh, no function kind of well, thing. It's a hotel made of ice. Yeah. Yeah. Do they, I, I kind of, I'm oddly curious about the bathroom situation. I would assume you just don't poop in the hotel. I don't know if it's plumbed. I, I just, I, I don't know. I'm just curious. And I'm probably not the only one thinking it. Imagine that 3 a.m. pee in a frozen, <laughs> I'm, in an I'm ice hotel. Up ice hotel bathrooms right now. Like, like, imagine having to get out of bed in an ice hotel. Like, you got to get out of your bed in a nice, warm house, and it's like pulling teeth. <laughs> Here's a question on TripAdvisor. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But I, I'm just looking at pictures of the ice hotel. It's been a while, but like the the from what I remember, it's all like, you know. Apparently, there's like access ways to the actual main like hotel's for real bathrooms. bathrooms. Uh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, you that know, it, it is a lot of like. Oh yeah, like you it's... know, really nice, really for, cool. For shit. our fine viewers in the stream, this is an example room here. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Yeah, or the the one I'm looking at is all you know, it's furs, and furs on the bed, and like cool lamps with and... the fur. I mean, it'd be really cool. No pun intended. Huh. But, uh. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I just realized it. this room is actually meant to look like a freezer. Uh, is it? Yeah, it's got, got eggs in a milk carton, and that's cheese. You've got uh, a lemon. Uh, th this one's designed to look like an igloo. <laughs> it, Creative. It's yeah. It's a really cool idea, and it's. I know. Pun, cool pun idea. Fully intended. Um, to build an ice hotel. Get it? Because it's cold. Listen here. <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> but, I didn't try to but I didn't try to phone you. <laughs> what? There's a picture here just labeled bathroom on TripAdvisor for the ice hotel. And it's a porta potty <laughs> outside. Uh, that's uh, amazing. This, this is all it is. Awesome. Anyway, uh, that, that was my short but humorous thing. Someone read an email. That was both or of do those a things. thing. Oh, right. I did want to briefly mention we've been demonetized on YouTube. We well, we're going to be demonetized by at the end of January. Not that our monetization has brought any fruits whatsoever for us no no it hasn't in fact we earned more in our first week on patreon <laughs> than we have ever earned in our lifetime on youtube, on YouTube. <laughs> fucking yeah but I'm... we're also no longer youtube partners which is yeah. the other side of it which is i mean kind of sad but then again eh. then again fuck youtube yeah like also so 
it, <laughs> it was one of those things where I got the email. I'm like, what the fuck? That, that uh, kind of makes sense. Yeah. You, oh. know, <laughs> you know what? As long as we can keep streaming and keep, I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, well, that was the one thing I was worried about. I'm like, we're not going to lose access to streaming because that was... Uh, that was partners only for a while. It, for a while it was, but uh, now I think you just have to have a hundred subscribers and be verified. Uh, right? it's, it's not a hundred subscribers even. You just have to be verified. Okay, so they brought it way down. Yeah. yeah. Well, well so. just make it available platform for <sighs> for kind of everyone. Yep. I, I think the big well, thing for them is to minimize the administration work yeah. on all the AdSense accounts and stuff that. We're attached to accounts making literally pennies. Yeah, yeah well, like... not only that, but they also wanted to cut back on things like copycat scam accounts. Yep, make it uh, harder. You know, yeah, exactly. And, like, a lot of these, like, really shitty YouTube channels that only <laughs> exist to fucking, like, troll people. Also, um, you know, I don't imagine that, you know... ISIS recruiting videos are getting a whole fuckload of views on their accounts. So it kind of yeah, so like kind of prevents uh, at least I want to believe. Please don't prove me wrong. <laughs> that those are somehow getting millions of views. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I don't think those are getting a whole lot of views. So I mean it's like it prevents their you know mcdonald's you know this isis recruitment video <laughs> is brought, brought to you by, you by mcdonald's uh, like yeah. it, it definitely will cut down on things like the whole uh what were they called watch girls do you remember that that phase in youtube yeah or the reply girls was it the reply girls yeah the yeah. ones that would just reply to fucking bullshit and they'd get millions of subscribers doing it. Yeah. Somehow. Well, that's the same thing as the people who figured out whatever algorithm trick got fucking thousand degree knife to be on every oh, subscriber list God. forever. Oh my God, right? right. And, or Hot Nickel Ball, which is funny because I watched Red Hot Nick Nickel Ball stuff before it started showing up in my list forever. So I didn't notice it showing up because I had legitimately watched it before and thought it was just being recommended to me. Yeah. Not realizing it was being recommended to literally every person on YouTube. Yep. Yep. That's Ooh. awful. That's so no, awful. The, um, the YouTube algorithm's fucked, man. I mean, how the fuck did KSI get fucking popular, for one? No. He's just, he's like, KSI is part of the uh, reaction video oh, God. Got people i think that whole genre just needs to be thrown in the garbage right like yeah. it's so bad like I, I get annoyed when people look at their own videos and go back and have a history but at least then i'm seeing things that they probably haven't posted in years yeah right but it, it's like these fucking reaction videos were the the shit for a long time and it was so annoying because yeah. I'd look something up. And you'd get all the fucking I'd reaction get, yeah, videos. Yeah, I'd get the fucking reaction videos. Like, and I'm don't... like, fuck off. I want the fucking video. Yeah, you're like, I want my reaction to it. I don't really care about other people's reactions yeah. to it. Uh, one thing I really wish YouTube would fucking get rid of is the fucking thumbnail thing. I want them to scrap the thumbnail entirely. Yeah, and I want the way the algorithm for that works to avoid people doing that like one frame thumbnail shot that they used to do. Mm -hmm. uh, is random time somewhere in the video? It just 
That's the yeah, screenshot. Yeah, so they can't. Yeah, they can't. They can't like fish you by being like, oh, I'll give you a thumbnail that's not yeah. even related to. So, what... and it's not like a different thumbnail every time, but like when you upload the video, it picks a random time. That's yeah, the you, thumbnail. Yeah, you don't get to pick your thumbnail for. Because there are so many videos where the thumbnail has literally nothing to do oh, with yeah. the video oh, I'm sure. at Lots all. Lots of times. Yeah. And it's like, I'm just like, fuck off. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, you'll see that with like, you know, things like, oh, cool war machines, you know, that were developed by the United States. And I'm like, it's like this picture of this ridiculous tank that i've like never seen it looks like it's out of a sci-fi turns out it is out of a sci-fi and that was just a picture yep. that they put on and it's nowhere in the video clickbait i it, with every single one of those i automatically uh report them for misleading thumbnail because that's a thing yeah uh, and you should yeah because it's bullshit because people shouldn't be able to just be like you know dangle the pork chop See, yeah, on the other fair. side, I like people being able to put a thumbnail on to cover their videos. The problem is it's leading to abuse, and how do you fix one without <sighs> impacting the other? I think I'm just going to, yeah. like, when I see it, I'm just going to hire a botnet to mass flag every, every like, <laughs> like, when I see a channel doing that, I'm like, no, I'm taking your channel down, mass flag. Done. That's, that's not a bad idea, actually. Like, not just the video either the whole channel i'm gonna <laughs> copyright strike community guidelines like mass flag the whole fucking thing till your channel doesn't exist for at least a few days <laughs> while, while while you are like what the fuck is going on and contacting youtube and they're ignoring you like they always do like they always do um but yeah, yeah. we should uh let's do oh, emails no, i shouldn't talk beside my mic we have two now. We do. We, we just, talked long we just enough that one. someone actually wrote us an email. <laughs> Tal, read an email. Eat a remail. Greetings, wonderful cast of Unfurled. Talu here again to bug you with more questions. I like questions. I'm writing today, writing in today to ask about how you stay positive when surrounded by negativity, be it from friends, the challenges of life, or just those low feelings that seem to creep in from time to time. Don't let the existential dread sink in. Don't let the existential dread sink in. Don't let the... <laughs> um, I have my own ways of dealing with them, but I love your collective wisdom on things like... Wow. Wisdom is the wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> Idle prattle, maybe. Yeah. Uh, on things like this. I know it's a broad to topic, and I apologize if it's not easy to answer, but any thoughts from you all would be great to hear. Kindest regards, your fan, Tally Foxtrot. P.S. Keep the coffee warm, the hot dogs hot, the fire stoked, and the camper camping. Actually, this is a very, this is a very easy, like, response. Yeah. Pers yeah personally, me. honestly, like, I, I'm sure we're probably all in the same boat, I'd imagine, on that. Like, um, I mean, avoid things that make you, as best to your ability, avoid things that make you feel shitty. You'll never be able to avoid them all, and you will always have a shitty day. There will always be one day that's not a good day. You'll always have bad feelings. It's just the way life is. So when those things decide to creep up or you feel that, you know, 
you basically, I'm sure, like, we all have tells or we all know that, like, we when all we have mo- towels. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, um, we all have those signs that we start feeling feeling things like creeping in and trying to, you know, shit on your shit on your day. And honestly, when those days happen for myself, I just do what I strongly suggest that you just do whatever you enjoy. Like pick the things that make you the happiest, busy yourself and don't focus on the bad. Go and use your time and energy to focus on the positive and things that you like. And it will definitely help. But there is no way to fully avoid that kind of dread feeling. There's just, there's no way, there's no way to, there's no way to dodge it all. So you just have to be prepared and just try and stay positive the best you can. Yep. Yep. And yeah, for me, distancing yourself from the issue is a big one. And uh, distracting yourself from it is is a, a big one too, especially... In my case, I'm I brood on things if I don't distract myself. So, mm. yeah, find something you like to do and use it as a distraction. See, I actually find this interesting because those are almost the opposite of what I was going of what I was going to say. Um, do tell. Well, one of the things that I think more people should be doing is practicing mindfulness. And it sounds like just like, oh, be mindful of your surroundings. But no, it's an actual, like, there's, it's a psychological principle of, uh, you know, the whole uh, taking ownership of and being responsible for your own emotions. And you do so by practice it through a practice called mindfulness, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically, and not a lot of people are going to like to hear this because it takes the responsibility and the effects of having a shitty day and takes it away from, you know, this day made me feel upset and instead puts that responsibility on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I made me feel upset yeah. because absolutely. Well, and, and a lot of people don't like that because, you know, people don't like to be responsible for making themselves pissed off. Oh no no! You're a hundred percent. You're a hundred percent. Well, uh, like responsible for your own feelings, and, and it's not. And and to be clear, it's not about like putting blame on on you. No, right? No. You don't blame it's yourself. It's, that you choose, or you control the way you feel. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You, you you know you the like and it's like it's not like to put blame on something and just is to say that you did something wrong. Yeah, which... or you screwed up, or you're broken, and that's not what it means. It means simply that you are responsible for, right? It's like when you do something like at work, you take responsibility for that action, mm-hmm. yep. right? It, 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 and it, it could be a good one, and it could be a bad one, but it is your doing. You control the situation, mm-hmm. and. By doing that, what you, what ends up happening is that instead of it being, oh, this guy really pissed me off, it's this guy did a thing. And I got angry. And I got angry. See, for me, the problem I fall into with that, because I'd like to think I'm fairly aware of my own internal emotions with headache 
influenced reactions being aside. <laughs> um, but I get mad at myself for having reactions I don't feel are appropriate. And then I get mad at myself because I'm mad. Yeah. And then I get mad at myself because I'm mad at myself for it goes on forever and yeah. then I just turn into a grouch. Well and the well and then there's the second part to it though, which is kind of about that, which is that uh the part of being responsible for something is that you reflect on it. And if something went wrong, you figure out why it went wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Which and I think self-reflection is extremely Exactly. Important. So basically, you know, if you're having just a shit day, your first step, very first step, is to acknowledge, I am having a shit day, and I need to be in control of yep. this, of my feelings right now. Yeah. That is absolutely. your first step. It's just to realize that, hey, I need to be in control of this. The next step is to go is to identify exactly why you're feeling that way or what is causing you to yep. react that way rather not why cuz why is you you make yourself feel away. Um so what is causing you to feel that way? Identify it, name it. Exactly what is it that is doing this? What is the thing? Right? Cuz once you can identify the thing that is making you upset, once you can identify the thing that is um that is causing you to feel you know bad or anxious or anything like that well now you have a thing you can look at and you can figure out why it makes you feel that way like why is this thing bug you so much yeah you turn it into like a tangible idea that you can now kind of that figure you can, out that right? you can control that yeah. that's the whole idea and then once you have that sorted and you can figure out why does this bug you so much? You can then work on trying to figure out a way to have it not bug you so much. Mm -hmm. You can look for other ways to to view it, different perspectives. Yep. It lets you take control and act. Exactly. And like sometimes it's as simple as just being able to understand and realize that that person is human and they make mistakes. Just like you, right? And just that, like you. Yeah. And, you know, just being able to acknowledge that. If someone said something and it's just like fucking just grinding on you and like you, you take a step back and you're like, why am I like this right now? And you realize that and you're like, you know what? They're human. They're going to say things. And some of those things are going to be things I don't like. How about instead... I just let this go and I don't have to worry about it anymore because this wasn't a personal attack. You know, yeah, I'm just making just this into a thing for no reason. Like, and you know, that's not necessarily the answer to everything. Sometimes the legitimate response is to be angry. Mm -hmm. That is also a valid reaction, but it's just, you have to be able to take control. Yeah. That's it. You have to be in control of your own mind. And, yeah, and that's, that. that's really the key. And that's, that is the best way to deal with negativity. And it's actually something that like, you know, uh, I've watched actually a few popular YouTubers and stuff talk about this, like deal, how do you deal with YouTube comments and shit like that? And it's the same thing as, uh, you know, they, you know, some do meditation and stuff, but a lot of them do this whole like mindfulness thing mm -hmm. where they just, you know, they realize that they're in control of their situation and they don't have to let the comments 
ruin their fucking day. No, yep. yeah, absolutely. You absolutely don't. It like it's your like I said, your your emotions are your responsibility. And it's funny too cuz I use this exact same um that exact exact same theory in a bunch of different facets of life, actually one being relationships. So yep. when a relationship does not work, like it ends up not working out after the relationship, that's why I have always said forever that self-reflection is honestly the most one of the most single most important things that you could do yep and why why like it sometimes works for other people and like that's that's awesome but for myself i know that i could never go from relationship to relationship immediately because there was no self-reflection time in the middle because i want to sit down and just as you spoke before i want to take that all the issues or whatever happened in the relationship. And I want to make them a tangible ball. And I want to look at that ball and say, okay, what parts of what parts of the mishaps in this relationship were my doing? What did I do? And what can I go do differently going forward? Yeah. And what did I not do? Exactly. Right. Exactly. That's also an important thing. What did you not do? Absolutely. Uh, And that actually goes into stoicism too. Uh, which is uh, stoicism has a lot to do with acknowledging that there are things that are beyond your control, control yeah. and you just have to accept them completely and utterly that they're going to happen. Yeah. You can't control it. And that's it. And Sorry. the only thing you can control entirely is yourself. I'm just laughing. Cause uh, the last time I've heard that used in a sort of meditative uh. sense is uh, Earthbound references? Oh, really? Stoicism, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, Stoicism uh, is something that was actually recommended to me by somebody uh, to help deal with anxiety. Oh, because definitely. I, I actually I was dealing with literal existential anxiety, uh, and there's nothing you can do. No, and there, you, there's no like you can't fix existence. <clears throat> And no, you can't fix everything either, right? So, like, so uh, and that's why stoicism comes in because it's just like you're here. Shitty things are going to happen. Period. Mm-hmm. You must accept that they are going to happen, and when you can get yourself past the fear and the anxiety and just acknowledge and accept and know this bad shit's gonna happen, well, you're already like. Eight steps ahead of where you were. Oh, definitely. And just, then the acceptance s- is huge. And then the second part of it is just not is to just control your own emotions, control the things you can control, right? And yourself is about the only thing you can control. <laughs> There's a whole fuckload more to stoicism, like oh, a sure. lot more. But that is sort of the basic gist of it, and that's what applies to this. But yeah, mindfulness is important be be in control of your emotions be responsible for your emotions you can you can choose how to deal with the situation it's like uh one of the good examples that i was reading up on uh a while back was someone's you know coming at you calling names you know just being a gigantic dick bag and eventually they go just too far just way too far they're out of line right and it's like a lot of people would be like, well, you said that. Of course I was going to hit you. 
And a lot of people would accept that, like, dude, you were asking for it. But the thing is, what happens if instead of being angry, you act calm? You just act, you're not calm, but you act calm. And you say something calm and collected and forgiving. What happens then? It just and things diffuse. The situation de-escalates. And before you know it, you are calm and you are forgiving, right? It, there, it, it, a lot of people think, uh, just is, assume it's inherently unhealthy, but there is actually an aspect to fake it till you make it when it comes to emotions. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, you know, y- you have to be careful because there definitely are very unhealthy ways to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. to stow it inside. and Exactly. Yeah. But as long as you're also taking the time to self-reflect, go back over and process the things that you felt, you're you're good. And, you know, a lot of times, like, if you're in a situation like you're at a party and you're just you're not having fun, you're it's not for you. You're sitting in a corner and you're just like, fuck, man, I just don't want to be here. How about instead of that, you just like pretend you're having a great time for a bit. Go talk to some people, engage. And, and next thing you know, it. you might actually start having fun. Oh, yep. Yeah. It's... Right. It, 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 so yep. there, there's several things you can do, but all of them revolve around taking control of your own self and your own emotions and your own mind. Definitely. So. Awesome. A- anyway. Hot damn. So I'm not sure if that was the answer you were hoping for, but it's definitely more in depth than I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> um, read an email. Why are you reading it? Because I had a thing. Oh. You have to do something on this podcast. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, but you give me the fucking novel. Do some work. God. Jesus. Anyway. Dr. Pidget writes, let's see if this works again. Hey, that one guy who talks a lot. Oh, my God. The one who dances with words as though burning and the otherworldly (laughs) being who hollowed out and now inhabits Adam's skin. Dances with words as though they're burning? <laughs> oh, as though burning. Yeah, as though burning. Uh, and then apparently some creature from another whoosie what's it has hollowed me out and now inhabits my skin. I don't know. I don't think I'm any different. But it's that whole Roland is me and or <laughs> I'm Roland or Roland's <laughs> both of us. I don't know. Some sort of ridiculous parallel universe bananagram something. Um, who are you? I am fine. Life is okay. How, how are you? Oh, yeah. That that one. <laughs> hey, I'm granted to make mistakes once in a while. Um, life is okay. I somehow stumbled my way into my 18th birthday a couple weeks ago. Oh, well, happy birthday. And one morning, I woke up in a bathtub full of ice and a ticket to university. Th- that sounds like two very expensive problems to have at the same time. Yeah. Most, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you you can't trust you can't trust every hooker on the corner and they, they might steal your kidneys um gonna draft an email write it as the episode progresses list my every grievance and criticism and send it to you minutes before you expect to go to sleep thanks this is a good idea and will result in increased happiness philosophical contemplation and mutual understanding funnily enough but i can't poop if you're talking is the exact sentence i said with no small amount of resignation upon realization that you guys were streaming tonight (laughs) (laughs) just how often does this aggressively public cross-parking lot sexual harassment occur i have never seen anyone behave that way in my entire life or at least if i have it was such an unimpressive moment and i didn't bother remembering it Uh, it's happened to me many times more more often than you'd think think with this individual 
it's a surprisingly common topic. Yeah. They're, like, that's the thing, is it's not many people. It's just a, a few couple. people many times. Yeah. Um, I worked at a jack. I worked at a Jack in the Box last summer on purpose. The amount of additives in those meat products is actually astounding. If you ever pass by a dumpster near a fast food chain and you feel a particular dearth of self-respect that day, see if you can snag a look at one of those bulk shipping boxes. It's not just beef. Nothing too creepy, but definitely not what that factory you mentioned portrays. That's Jack in the Box specifically. American. Yeah, and American. Uh, there you are. Totally different food standards. And, and to be fair, McDonald's currently prides itself on the ch- on the changes it's made. Yeah. It's hey. leading the way into these uh, changes. Uh, yes, and do keep the do keep in mind we did say that since the changes because they used to be awful oh, yeah. for I, I was going to gonna say cuz a McDonald's McDonald's a little like not so long ago probably had all those very similar additives oh, yeah. in their food, but they've they've done well and I think they deserve a pat on the back. Um, what do you mean, Carr? It's January. I um, that was <laughs> they're, uh, they're replying to Carr's segment because yeah. that was in there. Uh, what the hell are you talking about? Well, he's not really here to defend himself, so perhaps we'll 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 let Carr reply exactly. Uh, the government selectively giving funding to different grounds on wholly ideological grounds is wrong. And an an that's hard to say. That word, government circa 1980s, so my tongue doesn't get a hernia, that requests these camps affirm their commitment not to hire gays for the safety of the children, of course, would be sorely lamented today. Um, so he's talking about the uh, the pro-life thing with the camps that Carr was talking about. Yeah. The thing is, uh, these are public camps funded publicly by the government, and they're not saying that the camps can't run. They're only saying that if you want funding from the government then your camp policies must be in line with Canadian law. That's it. That's all they're saying. Yep. That you want you want Canadian funding, your then your you better then be Then you should be under Canadian legislation. You should yeah, be your the policies that you teach should be the same policies as what are under Canadian law. Otherwise, why would the Canadian government give you money? And I think that's right? fair. They're yeah. not saying you can't have the camp. You're free to have the camp. They're just not yeah. going to give you extra and money for it. I, I haven't actually read the full thing on it. I think some of these camps are private, but they're getting public grants, which yes. is the same stipulations. Exactly. Well, yeah. uh, I think almost all the camps are private. Yeah. Right? But this they're, isn't... they're publicly, I guess yeah. publicly funded is, is the correct way to put it. Yeah. A lot of these camps operate off of donations and stuff like that, yeah. which is, you know, it's just that the Canadian government uh, does give a bunch of money to different camps in the on a grant basis kind of thing. And they're just saying, if you want the grants, then, well, these are our current laws and these are our policies. And if you're teaching things opposed to that, we're just not going to give you grant money. Yep. So. Okay. And he continues to write, why is the government involved in subsidizing private summer camps at all? That's not your job. Get out. I mean. I mean, mean, that's one way to solve the problem, but. It would also make camp really expensive. Yeah. That's, that's the other issue, right? Is to make it affordable. I mean. As as much as I'm sure there is certain yep. things that people would not want. Because we're Canada and we're a socialist utopia. We are. <laughs> yep. Uh, I frankly don't see what the actual issue of abortion has to do with this story at all. 
I mean, it could have been any religious tenant, I think. Is yep. is the thing. Just uh, like a hot topic, I guess, but yep. yep. Um well, you said the E word. Have a good night. Yeah. When it comes to that camp thing, my entire mind on it is you're entirely free to be religious and hold whatever beliefs you want. The Canadian government doesn't have to give you money for it. No, and that's totally fair. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's I like yeah, but it's it's all just how people ship things, right? Yep. Saying like they refuse to give you money because of X and Y, but realistically it's just, you know, we don't have to give you money. And if you don't want to follow our rules, it's it's no then different we won't. It's it's yep. no different than if you're living at home and you want an allowance but really don't want to mow the lawn. Yeah. If you don't mow the lawn, you're not gonna get allowance. Yeah. That's and I mean, even if you join a religion that says that mowing the lawn is against your religion, uh, your parents are still not going to give you the money. Yeah, it's, <laughs> then they then they'll ask you what kind of crazy religion doesn't allow lawn mowing. But yeah, um, and uh, I don't know what the e word is. Email. So that's just the email. Yep, because oh. because they were writing along with the episode and then sent it just before our email started. Ah, ah. that's good. Because I yeah I didn't pick up that. I I was thinking way out of the box, trying to figure out what e-word. But no, good job. <laughs> uh, Damon Pidgeot. Right. I want to go home. I'm tired. Yeah, I agree with that. I Tell. Could, I could go with some food. Say the words. Dicks! Wrong words. Oh. Well, um, that could be one of the words, as long as you say it followed by all the <laughs> other words. Uh, we would like to thank our listeners thank for joining us today. If you haven't already, make sure you hit that like and subscribe and comment button and all that we'd also like to very much thank our patrons thank uh, cool. you guys thank do you. a lot more than you know for us and especially now that you are literally our only source of income for the podcast <laughs> uh also very big thanks to omari and scream fox for the logo and the music respectively um <laughs> oh my god stop <laughs> please no oh my god uh and then uh if you have any comments, questions, criticisms, anything like that, you can go to unfurled.net where you'll find links to our Twitter where you can send us DMs, uh, Telegram chats where you can talk to us directly, our uh, YouTube page, Patreon page, all that good stuff, as well as iTunes, all that. Uh, and there's even a contact form there that you can use to send us an email. There is. Mm -hmm. Or if you don't like using contact forms because... You're still living in 1993. Uh, Which there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, uh, You can send us an email directly to us at unfurled.net. Again, that is us at unfurled.net. Uh, and yeah, do that. Either way, thank you for joining us today and have a good night. Bye. And as always, we love you. We'll miss you. And beware, Fuxilla. <laughs>